speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! Not that we, we we start predetermining what we're going to say before we start recording, or do we? Not at all. <laughs> That's the magic of the moment. Do what it is. It's it's the ten minutes before I was trying to work out a fucking order to talk. Oh, wait the note. Then... Wait the note. I've just dropped my script. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck it, guys. Will we wing it just for another week? Yeah, on you go. Oh, oh well. Oh, good afternoon, fellow morons. I genuinely forgot about what I was going to say there. I was just going to say welcome. <laughs> so, it's a good start, and I've not even had a drink yet. But welcome in. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? We're, we're all looking fresh-ish. Buzzing. I'm fine. You can't see me. I look, I look like utter shit, and I'm starving. Aye, I've been, <laughs> I've been no well all week. So I feel like shit, but I'm here. Did you have a batch of the man flu as well, Daniel? I suffered from that this week also. Oh, I've been really no well spewing in that. And see the amount of sweat coming off me. It's been disgusting. Nice. You spewed your beard off. I had to shave my beard off because I kept being sick and like it was making me feel mangled, so I just shaved it off. Oh, thanks for that, man. So, because obviously it's a podcast, guys, none of you can see that. Daniel will upload a picture of himself onto the Instagram so you can see what we are looking at just now. From the basement. <laughs> it's like something out of a scary movie. I could, if I had, my face is so pale, I could go for it as the crow for fancy press. Man. You actually have a wee bit of crow look of it, you actually. Oh, I'll take that. He looks dead, does he? <laughs> <laughs> looks like. The man in purgatory found. I'll take that as a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need to run that past Ella to see if that's an improvement or not. Well, <laughs> we touched on one of the movies that we are talking about tonight. We are going to be talking about The Crow and the second movie, which is also Daniel's choice, as both of these were, is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. But let's just get shooting straight into it. Um, talk about the crow to start with, since uh, that seems topical of Burns it insulting Daniel that way. Uh, <laughs> the crow came out in 1994, and Burns is going to talk about it first for being such an arsehole and insulting people. <laughs> well, it's going to carry on with insulting anyway after watching this film. Um, <laughs> I thought this was a load of nonsense. It was. I had to watch over two sittings even though it was only an hour and a half around less than two hours anyway long um i just thought it was really boring like so guy dies gets comes back alive via crow and just goes about starting killing folk and then the film ends so your description is a little bit different to what imdb does the picture um, but not too dissimilar a man brutally murdered comes back to life as an undead avenger of his his and his fiance's murderer. I was going to get to the stage, obviously, and we I said died as if he sounded maybe sounded like a disease or something. He was brutally <laughs> murdered along with his wife being raped, but 
Uh, the film would have been better if he died of like cholera or something like that. Like just <laughs> some. Just he was really sweaty when he spewed his beard off. Uh, like he had a four-day like flu, and we watched him like taking ill and getting progressively worse instead of the way that he died. I thought that would have been a bit better. Who would, they, who would they come back to avenge the nurses that weren't very nice to him or something? I did actually message films. John a few days ago and just said, "Have you watched this?" Because I thought I made I found a message, so I didn't give didn't we didn't really, we didn't discuss about the film at all. But I just thought this is also really highly related. Am I missing something? Because I thought Sean, if Sean says this is good, then I've obviously missed something because my, me and him have sometimes got quite similar tastes, but. It was just like so drawn out, predictable. Um, Can I just jump in for a wee second here, guys? And we, we, we have seven days between recordings, right? And it's just seven days. All we have to do is not talk to each other about the movies for seven days so we get well, fresh I'm gonna, content. I'm, I'm going to defend them here, right? Now, me and Bunsy don't talk about the films, but we do occasionally just text each other saying, have you watched that? And generally it means, have you watched this steaming pile of shit? And we don't expand <laughs> on it. So there's been a couple of occasions where... Have you watched it? There's about 45 question marks at the end. No, it's literally just, have you watched, like, insert name of dog shit film here. It's never, like, (laughs) we'll never text each other about, like, off the back of a good film. Like, we've we've multiple... I messaged him and said, I meant to ask, what did you make of the the crow? And then he replied back, utter garbage. I replied, absolute junk. <laughs> that was literally as far as it went. <laughs> um, Sorry, but, Lizette, I will stop interrupting you and let you explain your reasons why. Well, I don't think there's much else to go by. It's like the storyline I thought was just. It was as if somebody just thought, right, that's an idea for a film, right? We'll not think about the rest of it. We'll just go with that. We'll just get, they'll, they'll die. He'll come back, kill folk. It will help by a police, help by a policeman. Who's a really good cop, must be, since he's just letting some guy go in a bit killing folk. That's a different way to do it, I guess. But um, I did read after it how the, I'm going to steal Hunter's trivia here, I'm sure, but how the main actor had um, died during <laughs> filming. What? Ah, it's just oh, I, I, so, I was actually talking to this other week, but these bunsies just ruined it. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, I'll, exp- I'll, exp- I'll explain right, okay. it. So, the only thing that I did want to question was is that I did think Brandon Lee was good in the film, but obviously the film itself was just rotten. Um, and I don't know whether people are just saying that it's a lot better film because of what happened to him. Um, although he was, he gave a good acting form, as, as, as everyone just given it, uh, far higher mark or far higher, far better reviews than what they really should because of what happened to him and obviously died not long long after. Maybe that's why you might say that you enjoyed the film, but I just I just don't see it. It just um, if there was any kind of twist or any of that, it might have been a bit better. But you just knew what was happening from start to finish. Like I, I want to be entertained when I watch something, not just be like. Boys, kill that boy. Move on to the next one. Kill him. Kill him. Oh, and that's the film finish. That was a good film. It was just a complete waste of two hours. Um, not up where any of the 
not up there with the very worst films we've watched, but not far behind them. Well, Burnsy, 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 how bold of you to be thrown out there. Um, that It was quite shocking to you, shocking that you didn't know that Brandon Lee died in this film. I thought it was like a well-known thing, but there again. Remember, I, I don't just, watch films, though, so I don't know actors. Please tell that. me please tell me you know who his dad is. No. Sammy Lee. <laughs> Next <laughs> local assistant. <laughs> You've got a wee bit of look of it, I'm actually. Like, to <laughs> He's got a look at Sammy Lee. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his uncle Big Sam. Oh, <laughs> uh, nah. He nah. must have took his height for his mum's side because it's no for Sammy's side. I'm assuming obviously it's Bruce Lee, but that's just based on the surname, not because I had any knowledge of it at all. <laughs> When you say assuming it's the fact that you just looked it up right now. I that too. It's <laughs> <laughs> also quite uh, uh, what would you say, like weird like your first uh, when you hear the like the surname wave, most people go to Bruce Lee but Bunsy automatically went to Sammy Lee first before Bruce Lee. Oh no, was I was sure it said that. I didn't say Sammy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, you were thinking Sammy Lee, though. <laughs> Guys, what is going on? I can assure you that not one person that listens outside of us five knows who Sammy Lee is. Of course they will. We've told them. It's Brandon Lee's dad. It's Bruce Lee's brother. There was, there was a love triangle going on there that Burns would like to see a film made about. <laughs> anyway, I've had enough of this film, so pass it over to Daniel. Um, Quentin, Daniel, defend, defend this film. Um, I'm, I'm not here to defend. Um, so I, the, the reason I chose these two films this week was more just I thought to be interested to talk about. I didn't really pick films that I thought were amazing. Um, I did, I did like this film when I was younger. It's very of its time. It's like super nineties, um, and it feels like watching a. An old 90s film. So it's been a while since we've spoken about this, but it seems to be 90s mm-hmm. movies in particular don't seem to age all that well. Um, I think this movie was more iconic for like the cool character than the actual quality or content of the movie. Um, I went on there and for the wrestling fans, Sting copied his look for this, um, still does it to this day. Um, and it was just such a big thing. Like every Halloween, you'd always get folk dressing up as him. And I think the fact that he died, and there was all those conspiracies around it because he was shot, um, and it was blind bullet, a bit like the whole Alec Baldwin thing that happened mm-hmm. recently. So I think all that definitely, like Burns has said, added to people maybe saying this is better than it is. But um, it sounds like I'm slaying it. I do quite enjoy it. I guess it is quite simple, like Burns has said, but it's an enjoyable film. Um, did anyone else pick up that Heath Ledger probably took a lot of inspiration for this? For you took my one, that was my talk point. I have no interest. You took a good point, I think. Because it's been about 15 years since I've watched this. So I had it like I hadn't put the two and two together until this time they watched it. And there's a particular scene where they. Well, I'm assuming this is exactly what you were going to say, Hunter, so sorry. Uh, but there's a particular scene where they walks in and all the mob bosses are around the table. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like the time bosses. And it's so similar to Christopher Nolan's same scene where the Joker 
walks in on all the crime bosses on the table. Obviously, what the action that transpires after it's different, but um, that was one of the things that really stuck out to me. So I, I think it looks cool. There's loads of really cool, like, still images. Um, like, that big circular window's a great thing for a movie because it made for quite a lot of iconic scenes. And I think the young lassie's very good. I know Burnsy's mm-hmm. not got a few things to say about the young actors, um, but I think she's she's great in this. And you just made that sound so nonsy. Come on, away, Dad. But I thought she was really good. Her relationship with the cop and um, with Dan Lee or the crow, or is it? What's his actual name? Eric Draven. Is that what it is? Yeah, Eric Draven. Yeah. Um. So I I, I quite enjoy it. It's very very dark. You could tell that, so I think because he died with a few days of filming left, they had to change a few things and like mm-hmm. throw a, shove a lot of it together and then. Um, I don't think that there was supposed to be two sequels to this. It was meant to be a trilogy and Brandon Lee was signed up for all three. Um, so to Burnsley's point earlier, there would have been more to the story to expand. Because I think it's a series of comic books. Yeah, it's based on a comic book, isn't it? I think just got killed again and went and came alive again and go, went around and killed our folk then. The that crow well. too. It was a pigeon this thing. <laughs> <laughs> the crow, the pigeon and the magpie was the trilogy. Because that was that was the storyline. Like, I, I agree with you though, Daniel, and Tibbs, that show, it was quite dark, but I wasn't scared at any point, even if it was meant to be, maybe, maybe that was meant to build. There was no tension, I didn't feel, because you just, I felt as if you just knew there was never going to be any other outcome than what the, how it panned out. That was the issue, I thought. Aye, it is quite basic, and, it, and it's storytelling. Um, but I think this movie's more about the aesthetic and how it looks, than, and that's why it's popular. I don't think there's many people that really think it's a wonderfully acted, great masterpiece, or well-directed masterpiece. I'm pretty sure the director had only ever directed music videos before this. Um, and... <laughs> This was his first ever film, so you can sort of tell it looks a bit like it's got the aesthetic yeah. like a music video. Um, That's what I was going to say. Uh, it does sort of look like that. So I don't know. I, I just think it's quite cool and of its time. It's obviously quite low budget, um, and I just think the whole character is pretty cool, and it's set a lot of things in motion for the style of sort of anti hero. <laughs> so it's sort of been copied a million times. This the sort of gothy looking, fucking handsome guy with a big leather coat or whatever like it's been copied to death this um mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean it's good but it it definitely has its place i think and i, I quite enjoyed watching it again the um the directors went on to direct some classics such as i robot oh. no one and gods of egypt that's pretty much it but yes you were right uh music videos essentially for that before that Oh, did you think, Hunter? Sorry, I stole your Keith Ledger stuff. You can expand well, it more. Aye, because as soon as I finished uh, watching it, um, Laura was asking me how I was getting on doing it, and I texted her, and she says, I'm getting proper Keith Ledger Joker vibes for us. And she went, oh, you mean the other way around? As obviously, Keith is obviously, when he was locked himself away for three weeks, probably just sat and watched this like 20 hours a day and slept the other floor. <laughs> we watched like, this twice, and that was enough. <laughs> I like, oh, twice over the three weeks. 
I but I kind of similar to what you've said, Daniel. It has its place and its time, and it is like as that it's probably came out at the end of that proper sort of grunge scene in America. And as, as I just said, it's proper. You get that feel from it, as you've said, with the director being free music videos. I mean, I did enjoy the, the sort of the dark gothic aspects of it. I said some of the scenery, some of the cinematography, even the soundtrack. I thought was very of the time and fit in with the film as well. I mean, I normally associate the cure like with songs like Friday I'm in Love and stuff like that or proper happy upbeat tune. So it was nice to hear obviously I always thought why is Robert Plant known as the King of the Goths? It was until you hear a couple of songs on this, you're like, oh shit, they actually made darker music as well. It was the old uh, funny game. So again, obviously it's, it's a great performance as it has been touched on by everyone uh, so far with Brandon Lee's performance. And again, as I said, it's not, I mean, I think what I compare it to, which is maybe kind of similar of the time, similar time released, I think you've got something like Seven, which is not long after this, and it just kind of, it's night and day compared to that, and the quality of production and storyline while still being so quite dark um, with the aspects of the storyline. And even then, the cop just feels like a Wish Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's a guy for Ghostbusters. How dare you? <laughs> he's he's getting this. Well, I mean, it, I guess just like there's a similar uh, character in a film that's similar type of. At least I think that's what just kind of like it's like he's good, but there was so much better out there. But again, as you said, with being low budget, obviously they couldn't get the. The top dogs in, so they had to go for skating the barrel a bit like my United's transfer strategy over the last couple of years. So, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was going to just add when you brought up the cop there, Hunter. I've never seen a cop actually help somebody to kill folk in a film before. You've never watched a Marvel movie then. No, I've never seen a local cop. <laughs> All right, no, I that, was, that was just a bit stupid, too. I thought, like, what was the he was good. He was actually one of the better um, people in the film, I thought. But I think they're trying to portray the idea that this is like a this is a dystopian world where crime is rampant and the police have no power anymore. It's kind of like a, like a Gotham City almost type thing, right? I think it's set in Detroit, like a, a alternate reality Detroit is where I think it's set. I mean, the other question I was going to put out to the table on it as well is: Did everyone know? Pinpoint that when he was killed at the during the film, or did you have to wait until you found it later on that he was dead the whole time, all the way through? So obviously he was a essentially like a loving ghost. Who was going to do? Oh, sorry, kill. you mean the character? I thought you were talking about the actor. I'm like, well, no, 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 no. no I, I, <laughs> sorry, Eric Draven, not Brandon Lee. <laughs> I'm just how the ghost of Brandon Lee finishing some of the scenes after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I picked up quite early on. I can't no, remember. I thought it made it quite clear. It, like, I thought it like, Laura texted me, like, did you notice when he died? I was like, I thought it was fairly obvious. So. <laughs> I thought I'd throw it out there just in case some others hadn't picked up on it so quick. Oh, well, sorry, Hunter, we all laughed at you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> just looking <laughs> at some of the... 
some of the other movies that came out in 1994. Um, I was I was looking at the box office to see how well this done in box office, and it was in the whole of 1994. It was the 26th most successful movie on the box office, two places ahead of Natural Born Killers. That's good. That's another flop. That's garbage as well. But that falls into that cult category, doesn't it? Ah, uh, you would all hate it. Sean would just I, get I've, bad. I've tried to watch it a few times and never finished it. Bad. But it's above some... It's performed better than some classic movies like Beverly Hills Cop 3 and D2, The Mighty Ducks. I, I think it was a popular... I think, like Bonzi mentioned, because of all the controversy around it, it made it... There was a lot of hype. So I think a lot of people went to watch it just based on the hype. Um, and there was a lot of conspiracies at the time that Brandon Lee was murdered, something to do with his dad, all this sort of shit. So, do you know it's, it's, a, it's an interesting movie. Um, I've watched it twice in the last few weeks because I watched it. I watched it again today because I felt like I felt like when I watched it the first time a few weeks back that I've not really picked up anything of. If did I like this? Did I not like it? I don't think I was really paying that much attention to it, and I think I fell into the same trap again today, where I know what happens in it. I've seen it several times before. It was one of those films that when it when I was younger. 9, 10, 11 year old that we had in the house so I'd watch it all the time because I wasn't allowed to watch it um, but it's not as scary as like a horror movie so I don't know why I was so captivated by it but maybe it's a character because the character, the, the, the crow character is is a really interesting one. Um, Hunter just before I start driveling out trivia before we move on to Sean did you do trivia for this week? No <laughs> <laughs> I know a few about this one anyway I can fill some gaps at the end Well the, I just wanted to jump in one at the moment Because obviously it's called The Crow But there's, there's not actually any crows used in this movie It's all ravens <laughs> I think uh, an actual crow looks too small on camera And a yeah, raven's not that's exactly the reason why, but I just for me I thought that was quite funny that it was a one of the like nowadays you, they would just use a crow, wouldn't they, and probably super mm. enhance it. Um, but there they just made an effort to let's just not use the bird in question. <laughs> Sean, we've already had a sneak peek into your thoughts about this. Burns has already ruined the one bit that he had set up all week to come in about his dad. What was your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh... All right. I mean, it's no for me, obviously, Burns has already kind of leaked the text messages between us. <laughs> Exposed. Thanks for that. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure there'll be a screenshot on Instagram or something later on, but no, nah, it's no for me at all. Uh, so it felt very... I think I was actually going to bring up what Daniel said, about, like, it felt like a big, long music video, but without any songs. But it was... I, I just found it hard to watch because it was very of its time. Uh, it felt like a very shite series one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy <laughs> the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I, I, and it's interesting, again, go back to what Daniel said about thinking back to recent films that we've watched that were made in the 90s. I don't think I've enjoyed very many of them. I, I don't think a lot of them do stand the test of time for me personally anyway. But films for the 80s, I think, do stand the test of time a lot more. It's a bit weird. Uh, the night was a weird, a weird, weird time. Uh, but nah, I, I had a feeling that I wasn't going to enjoy it before. Uh, just kind of, well, not not before I watched it. Sorry, but like within the first kind of five minutes or so, the first the, the opening scene 
reminded me of the Batman. The, the start of the Batman. Yeah. I don't know if there's any link between the two, but it felt very it felt very much like it. But the Batman felt like that. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I think you see that a lot. Like this film, although most of us we're gonna get a low score, but I think it still inspired a lot of different ways of doing things, especially like any sort of dark aesthetic movies have copied quite a lot for this. Oh. I mean I think the actual idea of the film is a good one. I don't think that I, I just like for me it wasn't executed to the way that I, I would have liked it to have been and that sounds pure fucking ponchy as fuck, but like <laughs> if if Kel read it like what the film was about before I watched it, I thought oh, that actually sounds quite good, but it just didn't turn out that way for me. Uh, I thought the be I thought the was good. Uh, I didn't particularly like the actual kind of the crow character. It's just no for me. It's it's hard to explain, but I'm just not into that kind of thing, like kind of dark gothic stuff. And I don't know. I just feel myself switching off kind of through it, uh, which is a shame. But it is what it is. It's just no for me. I'm 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 sitting with Bunsy on this one, on his lap. I, I had an image of uh, Sean's monster dad dressing up as a crow for Halloween. No, <laughs> he no, he dressed up as a boy for Nickelback. <laughs> I know he liked Nickelback, but Marshall's like to dress up as a crow for he, Halloween. He didn't even like Nickelback. He liked that one song, doing my fucking childhood. <laughs> well, at least you were a future basketball star. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it was badminton now. I was hearing the badminton stars coming out. I'm getting. I'm going to have a few games of badminton now. My, I, bought, I bought a couple of rackets for Amazon. Sean's been getting called out from everywhere, so if you are listening and you think yourself a bit of a ticket in badminton, <laughs> Sean is the, the moron expert. Call him out. You'll find me on Eurosport 2 on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Still be a higher draw than any Jake Paul fight and Tommy uh, Fury. That's a nonsense. Let's move on for that. Well, listen, you, you've aligned with Burnsy on the, you, your thoughts on this. Uh, Daniel and Scott Hunter have got some very similar shares on it as well, but I think I sit more with those two that I enjoyed it. Is it great? No. Is it the worst? No. Um, it's one of those background movies that I, I lost track of paying attention to because the storyline is very, very basic. But there is some quite interesting trivia that I'll just I'll, I'll fire out here, considering Hunter's never done his job yet again. No, <clears throat> Well, we'll start off with uh, my, my favourite ones talking about people that it was uh, potentially to play the role. So the person that wrote the comic books had one actor in mind to play the role, uh, which wasn't Brandon Lee. Who, who, who would you guess at? Um, it's got Johnny Depp written all over it, hasn't it? Oh, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Johnny Depp was the one that he wanted to play the role. Two actors turned it down. Um, you, these won't come fresh off your tongues here. Was River Phoenix and Christian Slater turned it down before it ended up at Brandon Lee. Um, the guy that wrote the, wrote the comic book had to step in because the movie executives actually wanted it to be a musical starring Michael Jackson. Fucking hell. Can you imagine the, how different we would have had the Dark Knight if Michael Jackson had starred in The Crow instead. Aye, but the Dark Knight in the 1980s, it been the White Knight when it's when the time this was released. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, 
Brandon Lee was unhappy with the way that his face baked looked when the makeup department applied it. So he applied it himself the night before so he could sleep on it and wake up with a naturally worn out look. So that was a creative choice from Brandon to look the way that he did. So Daniel's done the same, Burns. He's put his makeup on last night. <laughs> He's looking a bit rough, but it was done on purpose. <laughs> originally fun boy Michael Massey um, was not supposed to fire a gun at Brandon Lee's character which ultimately led to his death this was changed at the last minute by the director who added it in this is where all the conspiracies and all this come from that it wasn't even scripted and blah, blah, blah. a last minute change uh, the actor after um Killing Brandon Lee took some time off of acting, and the next movie that he filmed after that was one that was mentioned was Seven. <laughs> was the next film that he, he took part in. Wow. Uh, according to Empire Magazine, cocaine abuse was rampant on the set. There's no shock there, is there? <laughs> um, with cameramen shooting whilst high, crew getting into the toilets uh, between shots to snort, and uh, people cutting around. It says. Um, one member recalls hearing the sound of a sneeze on the set and a very annoyed Brandon Lee quipped, someone just lost $50. Folks not in left, right and centre. There's there's some remakes being in, in the works for this. Um, there was uh, a remake in 2018 that was due to come out that fell through after Jason Momoa pulled out of playing the starring role. But it has been announced as of t- April 2021 Um I did have this up in front of me, I've lost it. But uh, it's going to be done again with Bill Skarsgård playing the role of the crow. He'd be good. He'll be a good... Jason Momoa is too fucking big to be the crow. I think Skarsgård would be much better. So yeah, so he's he's going to be playing in that. So I think that'd be quite cool. They started filming last month. Oh, it's actually... I'm just going to put it out there. I don't want... I'm not going to watch that and go on our cinema trips. Like Sean said, the premise is good, it's just it wasn't all that well executed. It could be, I think that uh, it, so. There's a character that was supposed to be in the film from the comic that's like a skeleton. I think that he that he's like the whatever fucking being actually brings him back to life, and he's all he's explaining the plot as the he was supposed to be explaining the plot as the movie goes, telling you what's happening, and they just ditched all that and just went for scene to scene. So I think um, if they remade it, it'd be cool to have more, more characters in it that they cut out. The the guy that's directing the remake of it is um, Rupert Sanders, who directed Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, fuck, so, it's going to be bad. And the only other film he's directed <laughs> is Ghost in the Shell, which I've never even heard of. It's a anime movie, I'm pretty sure. The only two things that this boy's done, apart from... Uh, a music video for five slam dunk defunct. <laughs> what a contrast. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this, but that song was written about Sean's high school basketball career. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. And I've still not had any royalties for it as well. <laughs> oh, bro, guys. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's get this signed off and get some scores written down for it. Daniel, we'll come to you first. It was your choice. What would you score this at? Uh, I'm going to give it a three. A three. Burnsy? One. A generous one from Burnsy. Hunter? Uh, 2.75. And about a three of Morgan Freeman was cast. 
<laughs> well, I'll give it a, a 2.5, a down the middle movie. And Sean? <coughs> it's a uh, one for me. Was it, were you taking a bite of your pizza there? I was, I was just lifting a slice up. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on then, Burns. And what does that do for the overall scoring of the crow? 2.05. 2.05, which I feel is a really popular score for when, when we've uh, we've got quite a few movies on the list of a 2.05. I was looking down the list today, Daniel, just while I, I buy myself some time to find it. Um, I did chuckle at myself thinking that the labyrinth is on the second page of uh, our scores. That's okay, I wasn't delicate about it. <laughs> Kicked a cat though later on, didn't you? Uh, so 2.05 brings us into the joint 103 alongside 300, JFK and us. Uh, thankfully, it is ahead of Back to the Future Part 2. No, no bites, getting nothing there. He's too busy, got a pizza slobbering <laughs> down his face just now. I know the pizza that's getting the bites, no you. Bastard. Move on, son, move on. Well, listen, before we move on to the next movie, we, we had been asked a question previously about which actor or actress would play the morons in a movie about ourselves from being on Netflix. We've had some time to think about this. I'm really eager to hear what your thoughts have been. Um, we're going to come to Hunter first. So... Hunter, who would you have playing you as an actor in a movie about you? Right, I don't think the actual person exists of what essentially it would need to be would be <laughs> Cavill as the man from Uncle and Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover's Love Child would be the <laughs> But if I had to pick what maybe a Seth Rogen would maybe be that maybe maybe Seth Rogen would be that child slash me, so Seth Rogen's not a bad shout, by the way. Aye, I quite like that. That's not bad. I've not seen the back of his head, though, properly to see where, see if it matches up. Oh, he's definitely got a hair on the screen up there somewhere. Burnsy, I'm interested to find out what you've come up with from this. I put a really good suggestion in the chat for who I think would play you. The boys put in a, a couple of suggestions, but before you tell us who you think it was, I suggested Rosie O'Donnell. Um... Which was wasn't greeted with much. Um, Sean and Sarah had also suggested Mr. Bean. No, well, um, it was a fictional character. Yeah, when I actually it's thought about it, I think, I think Mr. Bean's actually quite bang on for me. Could give like loads of facial expressions and not have to wouldn't have to say anything. So be happy with that. Those hand movements as well. He's got that now. Yeah, when I'm drunk, I, my hands go start going all over the place. So it's quite hard yeah. for that. A couple of six and twos, and then that's you good to go. My hands just start dancing on their own. Aye, so no, I think um, I think Sean and Sarah's suggestions actually very well done. Yours and our hand was a heap of junk, but what? <laughs> that's a, that's a, unfair for Rosie. Um, for for myself, I mean, if I was picking, it'd have to be. Someone who's the absolute spitting image of me, like both in the way that they're built, the way that they act, the way that they are. Um, Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not getting that. He's not giving me that. No, 
<laughs> I was going to go on with Brad Pitt or anything, but I thought it'd be a bit more realistic than Chuck Norris. <laughs> but it was suggested for me, and it probably makes the most sense, as uh, Hamish for Braveheart. So I'll be Brendan Gleeson. Aye. A young Brendan Gleeson would work. <laughs> a fat ginger guy with a beard is essentially what he's a slagging me off for. <laughs> Shocking. I'll let Sean have another bite of his pizza. Let Sean have another bite of his pizza and we'll come to you first, Daniel. You've already been an- announced that you're basically Eric Draven. Uh, um, it's, it's going to feel weird now because I look different than I did when I thought about this. Um, but um, Viggo Mortensen's got that kind of drawn in gaunt face and gap of his teeth that I've got. Uh, and that sort of straggly hair and beard look in a lot of movies. So... And he's got quite a deep voice like me. So I'd go Vigo Mortensen. Because I quite like him. You look like some sort of, like form of homeless Scandinavian. Yeah. Aye, that's kind of, have you ever seen the movie The Road? We should watch that on this. Yes. That look, that's what I was thinking. Him and that would play me in a movie. So a dirty homeless beggar. <laughs> a dirty homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Sean, let's let's take it to you. You finish it off with who who's going to play you? I'm guessing what Emily Blunt. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting Michael Jordan no. to be honest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, let's just move on from that. Let's, <laughs> No, uh, oh. in all seriousness, it would have to be somebody pretty unspectacular. I did think about it like originally when the question was asked, but I never really came to any conclusion. I'm just going to go for uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, because he's got dark hair, <laughs> and he's pretty boring. I'm not giving you that, Sean, because I put that in the group chat last week. Did you? Can you come up with one for yourself, please? Uh, well, you need to show me where you put that. You never put that. Oh, oh, the one suggestion that Laura put in for me to me first one was uh, Jason Bateman. It was just that proper deadpan response yeah. from both of them. Jason Bateman was my thought also for Sean. So I'll go with that then. I that's I'll take that. Take that. He just Although, plays an absolute like he just plays the most boring character in every film that he's ever been in. So I'm very unspectacular. I'm pretty dull, boring. You know. So cool. Oh. Bless you, Sean. Bless you. Well, let's get moving on to Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is interesting because we have had the original Planet of the Apes with my fellow birthday member, uh, Ben, who selected, was it Ben, selected these movies for us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a stark contrast to that Planet of the Apes that Ben awarded a five to. So Daniel's picked the one from 2011. So we've bypassed Wahlberg altogether um, and went to Franco. A substance designed to help the brain repair itself gives advanced intelligence to a chimpanzee who leads an ape uprising. We're going to go with the same original order and we're going to come to Burnsy first. Uh, Aye, so this one, when I read about the synopsis, I thought I I would enjoy it. Um, but it did surprise me. It was actually a lot better than I expected. Uh, there was a decent backstory at first to sort of set the scene with Will's family life. Um, 
and throughout it, it was I thought it was quite fast paced, which made it a lot better for me. Um, if it was, if there was a lot of filler, um, and say the film was extended, then I would have probably came in with quite quite a poor review because I think I think it sort of hit all the spots it needed to. It wasn't spectacular in like that for me, but that's mainly because of the because of what it was about. Um, I did struggle at points when chimpanzees were there, and I sort of got lost as to who was who. That's just because I don't know why. Maybe just I was switching off. I, I didn't know that there was parts where I, I did get a wee bit lost. Um, but I thought that. Uh, the relationship between Caesar and Will that they sort of portrayed that quite well throughout the story. You could sort of feel you could sort of feel the love between Caesar and the family of Will's and Will himself. The ending I thought was kind of was just a bit too long for me. Um, it was a bit more over, too over the top as well, and it, although it was quite obvious how it was going to end again. Um, similar to the similar to the previous film, but this was obviously far better than that. But yeah, it was it was decent. It's just I don't think there's a lot to really that I could pick up with what I could actually talk about for the film. But, but yeah, it was kind of I don't know what I maybe expected a wee bit more enjoyment once I fully got into it. But it was definitely more more enjoyable than when I first turned it on because I thought it would have been a bit a chore to watch it. Um, and I did actually, I did, it was definitely better than the first Planet of the Apes that we watched as well, because I think I came in and gave that a really, didn't actually check, but I'm sure I gave that quite a low score when Ben was on. And I just I said, I'd, I, I could see how people like these kind of films, though, but I think I think Daniel maybe will like it because it was his pick, etc. There'll be people who like these kind of films that give them high scores, and my score is going to be based on my enjoyment, and it's not a film that, that kind of, general goes for me but it was decent this um is for me i'll i watch this when i want to watch a series of films i did i don't typically watch this on its own um like i did a few weeks back when we when i I'd mentioned to you guys that i was going to watch this i watched all three of them back to back because it is a solid good storyline that goes all the way through all three of them and i think the films are designed in a way though that you do really need to watch the second and the third one to get the enjoyment out of the ones before it as well. So if I, I was to suggest anything, Bunsy, if you find it semi-decent to watch, is jump on to the next one and the next one after it, because it does flow really well. Um, I, I, I like this movie. I like the, the way that it's filmed as well, because knowing that Andy Serkis plays Caesar as well, and you get to see the character moving. Uh, I was reading a little bit about how they filmed that and it's dead interesting that they used chimpanzee movements special effects and anti-circus who was playing still playing the part <clears throat> i really like it i'm not i've not been a james franco fan ever really but this is the only thing i typically like him in he's quite good in it um definitely enjoyable for me but we'll copy daniel to get some uh, thoughts from him uh i'll start by agreeing on james franco um he actually take 0.5 off my score for this. There's something about him I just don't like. He gives me the creeps. And he's, yeah. um, was he not sending pictures to underage girls? Is that maybe what it is? Well, there's that as well. But um, yeah. just in general, before that all came out, I've just never liked him. He's always... Him, him being believable as like a smart scientist is impossible. 
Do you know what's even worse? It's his wee brother who's then got a career off the back of him. He's even more annoying. I didn't even know it had a wee brother that was. He, he's a uh, he's in things like he's in a lot of Zach Efron's movies, is he not? Like uh, Bad Neighbors or something like that. Yeah, oh, I like that wee guy. <laughs> he's at least I, funny. Aye. Uh, oh, I hope he doesn't fall far from the tree. Was he a creep as well? Is he oh, a creep? Definitely. Sorry to sidetrack. Speaking of creeps, I seen a um a reel today. That's how cool I am. I'm still not on TikTok. A reel on Instagram of a a clip of Brad Pitt slagging off Tarantino for filming folks' feet. <laughs> Set Sean not long, Sean, until they start exposing him for all his mishaps. <laughs> well, that's quite a, quite a big name to be doing that. So he must be listening to to the podcast. Uh, obviously, I, I flagged it up for him. He's went, he's obviously went back, had a look, and fair play to him. He's got the platform to go and obviously make a change in these things. I don't yet, so good on him. <laughs> like that yet, yeah. The man that doesn't want to be famous, but he wants the platform to expose Tarantino's mishaps. <laughs> Not just a platform, the same level as Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> That's some pedestal that you put yourself on there, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I just see the Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Sean Friel. Imagine the headline. <laughs> Podcast sensation, Friel blasts Tarantino feet. <laughs> and there's our title. <laughs> Podcast sensation. Friel exposes fucking Tarantino. Um... <coughs> How do I go back to talking about a film about chimpanzees now? Fucking <laughs> hell. Okay, no. uh, I'm glad Kyle brought up uh, how it was filmed and stuff like that, because that was one of the things I thought would be quite a good talking point. But um, uh, James Branco being believable as being a smart scientist doesn't work for me. Um, it's weird. There, there was more, you got more emotion out of the CGI apes than you did out of James Franco's same fucking face no matter what was going on. He just looks perfectly slightly confused. That's constant. Sorry, I was just gonna say when when at the start when he was when James Franco was there, to me it was as if he was he was sort of in charge, but he didn't really do anything. So I didn't even feel as if he was actually that knowledgeable. It was other guys that were around him that, that were the ones that were actually he was he was the one that was running with it to extent maybe get all the credit, but the other ones that were born was the ones that were actually able to feed him all this information. I thought as well, which never crossed my mind at the start until you until you brought it up. It's that permanently confused look in his face that he's got. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say there as part. Of, I was reading the the, the goofs on IMDb about it, and I'm glad you you said the used the phrase the apes there. Because Franco, as this super smart scientist, refers to them as monkeys throughout the whole movie. Oh um, yeah, and it says it says on there that any form of level of scientist in this would know that they're not monkeys and not to call them monkeys. But he gets to film a whole movie calling them it, and it gets signed off. Yeah, he's a he's a genius that invented the cure for Alzheimer's as well. But fucking that's that's but that aside, I like everything else about this film. Um, like you said, Kyle, I definitely, I went on and watched, started watching the second one. I stopped myself because I was going to start getting confused about what to talk about here and where it ends. 
Um, but I would definitely recommend going to watch the other ones because it is one big story, really, isn't it? It's a bit like Lord of the Rings. It's a trilogy that you need to sort of watch them all. Um, but I, you know, I think it looks amazing, this film. Um, they, they do an amazing job. At, I find myself drawn in, and this gets more as you get into the sequels, but see when that just the apes are interacting with each other, you find yourself quite drawn in when there's not, you don't see a human on screen for quite decent periods of time at parts of this movie. And it doesn't really do a good job of keeping you engaged. Um, I think compared to the original Planet of the Apes, because huh. we've really spoken about that yet, um, aye, this is at least a watchable film. I think even more so when you go back, I can't remember what I scored it, but I think I should probably have scored it even lower. Because yeah, then, okay. uh, aye, it was shit. It really was shit. Um, and this does a great job <laughs> actually telling a story about it. With the idea being that this is sort of a prequel to that old one. This is how it mm -hmm. happened, is what they're trying to tell you, I suppose. Um, bye, it's good. I didn't think it would be, uh, I thought we'd get some nice, comfortable threes and fours out of the group for this one, uh, was my prediction. So let's see, what did you think, Hunter? Um, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> No, can I say what what you've said so far? I mean, we compare it to the first one we watched. I mean, it seems so such a simple premise, but having the difference from having CGI apes and having them act like apes and communicate like apes compared, to, I know it's a different time. It's generations ago when the first one was made, but there's just something I don't know if it was cheesy or whatever. Just but the more authentic having apes act like apes rather than having apes the full-size humans with masks on talking just let them be I mean, they're still no matter how many drugs or how much you super dope them they're not just going to magically i don't know how the film two and film three develop but having them communicating in the the queen's english like they were in that first one just does they happen that it evolves over time let tell the full story they'll just have apes talking like probably speaking better english than us right now so <laughs> <laughs> and I guess See, this, is, this is where I'm, I get mirror, like like Daniel said he was worried about I'm blurred between what was one, two and three because there is impactful points that, that they, they put out within the series of the monkeys using real words or using real signals or real gestures but it's a part a big part of the storyline that that's an impactful thing that's happened um, <clears throat> and Again, this way I can't remember if it's one, two, or three with those bits come into. Okay, you can see this sort of the evolution in Caesar throughout that obviously he's picked up mannerisms, he's picked up sign language. It, it may happen at some point, but you can't just start a series of films off where these apes are speaking, as I said, fluent English. And the best is if they're evolving it, the way that Caesar was evolving in his film, he's probably fluent in about 12 languages by the end of the third film. <laughs> But I kind of similar to what I mean. I've not, I haven't got round to watching two or three, but there was so much in this that I did. I, there was enough that I will go back and definitely get to them once I have wrestled myself away from trying to blow nuclear power stations up from the inside out. So once I get some more <laughs> free time on my hands, um, once this project's finished, I will definitely return to part two and part three of this. 
Can I say what you said, Daniel? I don't even just his performance in this, but obviously as his background as a person, it's hard to take anything with James Franco in it that little bit serious. Um, again, it's just not believable as a Abe Crackett's genius um, as he is in this. <laughs> but as you said, Surfkiss is great in this. I just, I, I, similar to what you said, Daniel, the interactions between the apes were so good in this. Like, it's good to see them acting in them, or not in their natural habitat because obviously they're in captivity with them all in that, in that cage. But what I did find weird, I don't know if this is a sort of weird sort of universe where like California has like, here you get, you get a dog pound or a cat pound, but there's like an ape pound. Like how many how many wild apes are roaming the, the streets of well, California? Have you ever watched the Louis Theroux episode on exotic pets in America? <laughs> Joe Exotic. Hundreds of chimpanzees. Like loads of folk have got chimpanzees. There's, uh, there's more tigers in Texas than there is in the rest of the world. Fuck's sake. There you go. <laughs> well there we go so let's say uh, let, let's move on to sean um sean's a resident creep expert so he'll give us some more information about franco uh he's taking a bit of pounding in here isn't, isn't he? <laughs> uh, i love this film i love all three of them i go into the pictures to see each of them but i've only seen them once so it's good to go back and watch it i'll be watching the other two uh, and I'm looking forward to it, whether we cover them or no. I'll still be watching them, because I can't really actually remember. Uh, I remember a bit, say, the third one more than I do the second one, but uh, I thought the first one was really good. I just uh, I was just so drawn to Caesar, and I remember feeling like that the first time. I just think he's, like, he's just he's an animal, but he's just such a good character. He says two words, he says like three words in it or something like that. He's just... I don't know. I just, I just love it. I don't know what it is, but I absolutely hated the, the original Planet of the Apes when we done that, and it's because I'd already, I'd already seen these and how good it could be given the time it was made. And as I think it was Hunter that said or Daniel said, whoever, obviously it was made years and years ago. But I, I just think this is absolutely brilliant, and it does really tell the story about how. Uh, I'm trying not to say monkeys now. I've put the fear of God into me. Fuck. <laughs> and how these chimps have obviously evolved through that kind of drug trial that was for Alzheimer's and stuff like that uh, I just I, I don't know I just really really like it there's something that I, I really like about this I don't know if it's like me going back to, to my evolution when I was a chimp and just resonating <laughs> with these characters <laughs> But shooting hoops I, in that. <laughs> no, I, I just, just, I just really, really enjoy it. Um, uh, it was nice to kind of to see the evolution of a, uh, uh, what's his name, of Draco Malfoy, as well. You know, we've, we're going to talk about him again in a minute. So he's went from Hogwarts to being like a club rep in another film that we talk about, and obviously he was sick of being asked about the Harry Potter franchise. So he's now torturing apes uh, somewhere in San Francisco. Quite a quite a come round for, for Draco, but he was an absolute cunt in this film, wasn't he? he just <laughs> fucking bullying chimpanzees and all that. Yeah, just really kind of horrible stuff. And it's also interesting to hear Bonzi say that he couldn't differentiate between the different characters of the apes and stuff like that. But having seen them all, like I, I can remember, like the name isn't yet, but it's Kubo, I think, was 
Kubo, if it is, Kubo. It is Kubo, Kyle. is there, but I don't think he's called Koba in the film, but if you watch the other two, you'll get to know Koba in that. Uh, was that not the one that had the uh, experimental treatment? And yeah, then... The scar on his face. Oh, who was, I thought that was the one. Remember there was one that they went away and then... No, that was a... Blood that he spat off the person that died later on in the film. I thought that was Koba. I've obviously put it wrong, but... I bet it was, I don't know. I can't remember Koba being mentioned in the film, but I, I recognise them. Right. Uh, but no, it's just a... And the moment at the end where Caesar and James Franco, uh, before when he says Caesar is home, mm-hmm. uh, it gets me, man. I don't know what it is, but it gets me. Like, same bite of pets, pet, it's never easy. But when the pet's alive and it just swings away for you, it must be really hard. <laughs> so... Uh, and I, I didn't, I, I didn't really mind James Franco on this. To be honest, I thought he'd done a role and he'd done it well. Thought there's any more to it than that. It's one and done for him. So uh, I'm quite surprised at the pounding he's taken. But uh, for me, I thought it was alright. It was bearable. Uh, his dad, uh, I forget. I, I always forget the actor's name. John Lester. Uh, I, I don't like him. I've never ever liked what? him. For, for when he was on, was it? For, for, for the Andersons. Aye, no, no, no. that that was a sky one all the time, and I used to hate it. And I've just I've just never liked him. Just like a childhood thing. Just I hate it. Like weird. such a good actor. Such, I know, but I just I just don't like him. And I'll be honest as well. And I know that the actual Alzheimer's thing plays a part in the story, and it's important because obviously he's doing these things. He's he's, he's wanting to push these trials because it's his dad that's affected by it. Uh, that's probably my least favourite bits of the film is anything that revolves around his dad. Like when he goes outside and he gets in the car, mm-hmm. and like obviously then Caesar's having to come out, and I'm just thinking, oh, just getting Caesar and bother here and all that. So it's all about <laughs> Caesar for me. <laughs> but how, I mean, that was probably one of my favourite scenes throughout that whole film, though, is oh. because because you know what's going to happen, and you know that the dad's in a bad place, and he's getting berated from somebody else, rightly so. Like somebody mm-hmm. would come out. Oh, that neighbour man. I'm I'm amazed that he has name. I mean, how many times did, did he get harassed in that film? Like his car, obviously the dad went in the car. Before that, when they, when Caesar first escaped, um, yeah. there was that incident. Uh, there was also an incident later on in the film where uh, all the apes were swinging through the trees. Chimps and ape, fucking hell, man! All the chimps were swinging through the trees. He was something happened to his car. Or something happened there as well. Uh, but uh, he he took a doing. Right, he was a prick as well. Uh, I know, I know. It's a nice house, you could get a lot of money for that as well. He's the guy, he ends up with a monkey flu. He's the first guy with a monkey flu. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, he gets his come up into John. Yep. I'm, uh, he loses a finger, though. I'm still laughing at Sean saying he got Caesar and bothered. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being like, honestly, like, Caesar as a character, I just think it's absolutely fantastic. I really do. I really, really, uh, I really like Caesar. Well, that was uh, it, Sean. Uh, it's good to hear you be so positive about a movie. I always get this fear that you're just going to hate everything that we ever watch. Um, we, 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 all apart from you, seem to hate James Franco in this. But the other two actors that were considered for the role, I don't know if they would have done a better job or not. Any guesses at who that would be? I could see Ashton Kutcher being in that role. What Ashton Kutcher? Jesus Christ! I've never heard that name in a long time. I think he would. I think he would portray a 
like a really kind of loving feeling towards animals. Like he could, if he was there and he loved Caesar, I would believe that he loved Caesar. Dude, um, there's a monkey. I would. Uh, I was thinking Owen Wilson. I was Owen thinking Wilson. Ben Affleck. Bunsy's not that nice. Rosie O'Donnell. Bunsy was like Sammy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, the ones that were considered... Sammy Lee didn't keep you up. He's in his head. <laughs> the ones that were uh, touted, touted to do the role instead was uh, his Spider-Man counterpart, Tobey Maguire. No, that would have been awful. Uh, and the absolute loony arsehole that is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's oh, good. Oh, that uh, I think I would have been alright as well. I think I would have been quite cool. He is a nutter, but he's good. I like him. <laughs> you believe him if he tells you it was the monkey over the eight rather than what James Franco was telling you? Shia, Shia LaBeouf would have prepared for that by living with chimpanzees for six months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Even though he wasn't portraying the role of a chimpanzee in the film. He was really yeah. so comfortable with the chimpanzees. He'd be swinging in the trees with him. <laughs> just popped up and blew Dublin for six months eleven with the apes. Well, just a little bit more trivia, guys, that we've got on it here is it was nominated for an Oscar for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. It lost out to Hugo. What the fuck's Hugo? <laughs> it's, not a, it's a cartoon, isn't it? Aye. Sounds like it. Fuck's sake. Um, it was one of the first movies to use motion capture in an on-location setting. Previously, motion capture was limited to special studio setups with special motion cameras capturing in a very defined surroundings, but this was done on set. Um, it's the second film in that Andy Serkis has played an ape, having previously portrayed the title character in King Kong in 2005. He also uh, has motion capture actor for Gollum in the Hobbit Lord of the Rings franchises, where he bit another character's hand. There we go. He's typecast, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I guess all of those sort of things. Ever since he did Gollum, he's like the guy that you go to for anything like this. Oh, it's funny because he is such a really he's a really good actor. He directs now as well. He directed something quite big recently, I'm sure. Oh, I did, I. I can't remember what it was. As we're on a, a movie podcast, guys, you'd think that we'd know this kind of knowledge offhand. No, um, we're not called you movies, we're called fucking morons. The amount of, um, the amount of times that like, I've talked to people about the podcast and they'll start mentioning random stuff about films I've never even heard of and I'm like, mm, no idea. Like, but you do a movie podcast. I'm like, you just don't understand. It's not that at all. We've had a chance for each week. That's about it. But he... Uh, we're good at stalling for time whilst we Google the answers, but he's directed Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and he's announced to direct Animal Farm as well. That, uh, that, uh, that'll be good. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, actually. So he'll just play every character in it. Uh, <laughs> Keep the budget down with that one. <laughs> well, guys, that's it for in terms of trivia. How about we get to scoring for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Daniel, kick us off again. Uh, I'm giving it a solid four. Solid four. Burnsy? 2.25. What was that, sorry? 2.25. I, I, I wanted to make sure that first number there, so I was like, a two? Interesting. Hunter? 
Um, 3.75, but I would be willing to up that once I've seen the full trilogy. We'll put an asterisk with your 3.75. Yep. Uh, I'll copy Daniel with the four. Sean, we'll finish off with you. 4.5. 4.5. It is interesting the stat contrast that we can have. Like We never get all five of us in agreement. It's so few and far between that we all unanimously like something really well. Bonzi, what does that do to the leaderboard? Overall, that's a 3.7. A 3.7, which puts that joint 35th alongside Boys in the Hood, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Rush Hour, The Departed, and The Hunt. Good so company. Good, mm-hmm. good company for that one. So that does bring us to the end of the Daniel's Weeks for Movies. Before we just um, finish up and head off, I just want to um, talk about a, a blog that had us on it recently. Um, Daniel's probably thinking, shit, we've been meant to talk about this for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> Clocked it, it in the emails today, Daniel. But if you want to go and have a look at the blog on feedspot.com, they actually um, had us a part of their 60 best UK movie podcasts for 2022. Uh, we actually come in at number 34th on the list of the top 60. So um, that's feedspot.com. Uh, pop on there and have a little look. It's quite cool to be fe- featured on something like that, but it's not much things that are shouting about us. So thanks to them for putting us on their, their blog. Um, also, will we get the people to vote for us for the UK's the Listener's Choice Podcast yeah. Awards? The there we go. We'll, we'll get the get some more of the, the links spammed on the, the socials and we'll get it as a link as part of this podcast for this week as well. So if you are listening, the link will be down below and mm-hmm. where you've clicked on to listen to us. So just pop on Type in the Morons Review Movies, all one word. Um, you'll find us on there. And give us a vote. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, no wheel spin for us for tonight, guys. We've got the next two weeks worth of movies already lined up. Um, who can remember what we've got to review for next week's movies? Girls Trip and get him to the Greek. There we go. And whose f- females had selected these, those movies? Female. My female and your female. <laughs> there we go. My female and your female. That's it. That's that's their names. That'll do. Laurie and Sarah for to, to be correct. I would remember that. Their names. <laughs> well, as morons will bid you farewell. Bonsoir. Right, guys, we need to record another one, so they fucking about the night, eh? Can I go for a fish at least? Aye, take a let's take a fish, bro. I, I, keep, I, I keep seeing my face and getting a fright. <laughs> you're still recording. You do look like you've got something wrong with you. Are you still recording, Kel? Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Up here, you morons! Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! 
Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.